Okay, if we would take our seats. We got a lot of uh, ground to cover this morning. I got five verses, and I'm going to apologize for going over right now. <laughs> well, we don't know that, but I'm going to talk real fast, and I pray that you'll listen fast because we get, like I say, we got a lot of content here this morning. Um, uh, by way of announcements, uh, you know, uh, one thing, uh, Sunday nights, uh, we're kind of holding off on that for now. And, uh, you know, I was talking, you know, to uh, like Carl before and was, I was thinking, you know, home groups is a thing. And he said, well, the virus and yeah, you know, so we're we're, we're thinking about stuff. OK, we're we're in, we're in the planning stages. All right. So just it, I would do, I would just go that way if it was. Uh, you know, we did, there wasn't a uh, COVID out there, uh, so. But like I say, we're just we're still talking. So just bear with me. Uh, bear with us on that. Is there something else on? Because I have an idea that it's something. No. Grandma says, "Get it used to." Because probably a lie anyway, right? She would say that. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, it was probably a lie. She said. I didn't tell you. Well then. Then it wasn't a lie. It was probably not important then. I just have this idea, okay, but I don't know. Just my uh, mindlessness uh, playing a game on me. Okay, we're in First uh, John chapter 5. You're saying, never thought we'd get there. We'll be here in three weeks. I have that all planned out already. Um, like I say, you know, we'll cover five verses saying, oh, you're being lazy. It's a lot. It's so much. I'm going to try to, I'll try to get through the five verses, and I'm not even promising we'll do that in, in you know, real good fashion, but we should begin, otherwise we'll never end. I'm going to read the first five, uh, five verses, and then we'll go back and pray. How's that? Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? Let's pray. Father, there's so much here. Um, and I shrink back with trepidation at my ability in the flesh to communicate this in any worthwhile fashion. Spirit of God, take your place as teacher of us and tell us a thing. Speak to us on a soul level, on a, on a spirit level, on a down deep level that my words will never penetrate, Lord. And, and tell us the things that give us the takeaway, Lord, that will make it a real blessing that we were here this morning. We ask it in Jesus' name. And not only a blessing this morning, but this is one of those things. These, I think, you know, some game changer verses in Scripture. That having known this, it, it, there's a new plateau, a new. And I'm going to try to challenge you, but I'm trying to make it winsome so that you don't shrink back. Like, you know, I, I don't want to feel like a cheerleader. You got to do this, and you got to, and, and then you're like, ah, oh, and it's overwhelming. I, I want to encourage this new life in Christ. That the like of which, let's just go and get into it. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Any new revelations there? No. Um, is that exclusive? Well, of course it is. Of course it is. How do you, how do you become born again? Well, believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Well, um, you know, I was brought up in a religious house, and my grandmother was very religious. She'd drag me out of church all the 
every week. Is that what it means to be born again? What, what verse are we looking at? Well, you know, I was, uh, my parents were very moral and they taught me right from wrong and to keep the golden rule and uh, so I think I'm born again. Again, what verse are we looking at? This verse tells that you, you believe that Jesus Christ, Jesus is the Christ, then you're born of God. And everyone that loveth him, that begat, loveth him also that is begotten of him. What are we saying? You, you, do you love the begatter God? Then you love the begotten. You say, Jesus, exactly, the only begotten Son of God, but everyone that is begotten, i.e. born again, because that's what we're talking about. That's what the verse is talking about. It's talking about being born again. How do we do that? We don't believe that Jesus Christ is, is we believe that Jesus is the Christ. It's all there. And then he gives us a, a further how do we know kind of thing. Well, I love the brethren. So I know I'm born of God. That's easy, right? And again, this isn't new territory. This isn't, new, this isn't a, a road that we haven't been down before. Uh, over and over, the same um, uh, clods of dirt he's plowing up. and he's, he, we, We've been here before, but this, the, this is the nature of the epistle. Um, and by the way, that works in real life as well. Adam, I love you. I just, I just hate your kids. <laughs> That's not going to work with me. I'm sorry. And tell Mammy why you hate her grandchildren. Tell, tell her why. You, that, no, no. Uh, so we love the Lord, but we hate those who he's, he's saved and he's redeemed. Yeah, Adam, you know what the problem is here, though? Sometimes Christians act hateable. Oh, don't, I'm going to laugh at you. You're not telling me anything. I don't know. And can, can I say in seriousness, I was thinking earlier this week, I think Satan was tempting me towards hatred. I really think so. Um, I, I reviewed in my mind a lot of reasons for me to hate, and I think I probably have more reasons to hate Christians than any of you. I know it's a bold statement, but I could enumerate, but I'd have to say things about people and situations, and it would be really ungodly. And by the way, why would I do that? I've chosen to love. I've chosen to forgive. I've chosen not to be bitter. I've chosen to overcome evil with good. People have stabbed me in the back. What do I do? Love them. Don't, don't you? Isn't this overcoming life? Isn't this what we're going to be talking about here? In a, in a, isn't that what Christianity Christian is all about? Listen, you weren't a Christian, and people stabbed you in the back, and what did you do? You sought for a time to get even. You would think, oh, I can't wait. I'm going to get you. And now you're a Christian. You live the same way? Wait a second. That doesn't even make sense. What have we been redeemed out of? And what have we been redeemed to? Someone's going to come up and tell me a story about when somebody really, well, I trusted him and he took advantage and he left me for another one. And I'm not unsympathetic. I'm really, really not. I understand and agree, but you know, at the end of it, they want to convince me why it's okay in this situation for them to hate. I'm sorry, you're not going to convince me of that. And I, again, I say, I think I probably have more reason than anybody else to be a hater if I want to be. I don't want to be. Uh, um, God begat that person. God loves that person. And I'm supposed to love that person as well. That's all. 
say they don't deserve it. Neither do I, <laughs> for that matter, neither do you. I mean, we get it, right? I got a little bit of a cop thing going this morning, a little bit of a... Uh, let's, let's move on. But by this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and keep his commandments. Wait a second. We know that we love the, the, the begotten because we love God and we keep his commandments. This is this is the whole... The whole epistle of John in a verse. Love God, love his children, keep his commandments. You say, nothing new here, Adam. Exactly correct. And it's all married together. And you can't take any one of those things away. I love Christians. I really do. Uh, and I keep God's command. I don't love God so much. Wait, what? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Well, I love God and I love his children. I just don't keep his commandments. What are you talking about? You see, you can't take any of those away. The whole thing doesn't work. Now, this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not grievous. Now, what commandments are we talking about? 613 in the Old Testament. Anyone know the first one? What's the first commandment in the Bible? Don't say, let there be lights. That's not a commandment. You can't obey that. The first commandment that he talks to somebody about and says, this is what I want you to do. Even before that, that's a good one. And that's, uh, no, it's before that. Now, wait a second, she, she says something very important. I want to address this. That's the first in order of importance. But I, and maybe I didn't phrase the question right, because we're looking in, we're not even out of the early chapters of the book of Genesis yet. First, first commandment, be fruitful and multiply. Have you done that? Well, I, we've never been able to have children. Well, you can't go to heaven then. How many believe that? I didn't keep his commandments of being fruitful and multiplied. No chance of me going to heaven. How many believe that? Good. Good. You're very understanding because there was a time when people actually thought that way. I can't have children. God's blessing isn't on me. And maybe he's really bugged and maybe he's really mad at me. I wonder if when I go to heaven, if I'm going to, when I die, if I'm going to go to heaven or not. People used to think that way. How many of us think that? So is, I'm going to give you all 613 commandments. And if you keep them, yay, you're born of God. Here's one. Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. So me and my, my friends, we found a witch. We dragged her to the center of town, tied her to a stake, and burned her. Now, redeemed. How I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the... You think, no, that's not how it works, Adam. And I agree. So I want you to understand something. When we're talking about keep his commandments, we're not talking about 613 laws in the Old Testament. We're talking about the law of love. A new commandment I give unto you, Jesus said, that you love one another. And by the way, when you do that, you'll treat even witches right. I'm, I'm telling you. Love means I'm acting towards you in the manner that is best for you. I don't want to coddle sin. If, so, if somebody's involved in sin, I'm thinking about uh, leaving my, uh, my wife for, uh, for another woman, Adam. What do you think? Well, I don't want to upset the guy, so I'll just go along with it, right? And that would be a very loving thing to do. That would be a very hateful, a very horrible thing. And we all understand that. We, I, I use that as an illustration. If I want what's best for you... Sometimes that means getting up in somebody's grill work and telling them you're a sinner, you better repent. That's a horrible, that's a horrible choice. 
we're always acting in the person's best interest. Whether, and does that, does that comfort the person? Does it confront them? Sometimes truth hurts, right? But we're always speaking the truth in love. That's, that's what love looks like. That's what, that's what it's all about. So we know that we love God. This is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. Is his commandments grievous? No. No. It's our nature, our new nature, our born-again nature, a new creation nature to love. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, which is given unto us. Did that happen before I got saved? No, I was a hateful creature. Well, I wasn't hateful. I just loved me more than anybody else. And the sun rose and set on me. And it was all about me. And then the Spirit of God invaded my life with salvation. And all of a sudden, this love came. And now it wasn't about me anymore. And you understand. Some of you are nodding. You're saying, I get it. I totally get it because I, I, get, I was infected by that same love. Understand what you're talking about. <coughs> Excuse me. This is the love of God that we keep His commandments. His commandments are not grievous; they're not burdensome; they're not hard. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Now we have to stop here. We have to go look at something else. Let's go into uh, Revelation chapter two. I'm thinking about teaching Revelation on Wednesdays instead of Sunday morning. We'll see how that goes. When I'm, we're in Numbers, it's an incredible study. Uh, in Numbers on Wednesday night. Because, uh, you know, once we finish First John, there's Second John, there's Third John, then there's Jude, and then there's Revelation. But I, I'm thinking of switching up, maybe doing that Wednesday night. I haven't fleshed it all out yet. Revelation chapter 2. Seven letters to seven churches. To each of the churches, Jesus promises blessing to the overcomer okay and the, i can't and now if i drill down and go each one I, i'm going through these fairly quick okay sometimes i'll comment and sometimes i'll just read it we'll see how it goes right he's writing to the uh the first church the church of ephesus and in verse 7 he says he that hath an ear let him hear what the spirit says to the churches by the way, <clears throat> church isn't a structure. It's not a building. You, you drive by, you see big air on the roof. He that hath an ear is people. Uh, it, it, and if you have an ear to hear, what else would I have ears for? To hold up my, my sunglasses or something like that? Dangle earrings from them? Or, you know, what, what, what else do you have ears for? And some people don't have an ear to hear. And you know what I mean. This is more than just... Um, uh, if, if the shoe if the shoe fits, we say this is more than that. If you ever if you have a he- ear to hear this, listen to what I'm telling you. Jesus is saying, and he's talking to us as individuals on the individual le- on the individual level. Level, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit's saying to the churches. To him that overcomes, will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. What does that mean? I'll take a long time developing that. Sounds like a good thing. It's a blessing. It's not. None of these things are cursing. None of these things are. We should be indifferent to or. Yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah, whatever. It, no, 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 no. These are the very heart of what you need. What you, what your heart desires. What I put you together. I know what makes you glad. I know what you need. And these are the the nature of the blessings. Okay. Now, um, keep moving here to the angel of the church of Smyrna. 
Smyrna is a suffering church, and he says in verse 11, he that hath near, let him hear what the Spirit says to churches. He that overcomes shall not be heard of the second death. Now, I've got to explain this. What, i got to die twice? Yeah, everyone who's not born twice dies twice. Born twice, die once. Born once, die twice. And we, we know this. Let me develop it a little bit. People say, oh, what about these you reborn Christians? I don't know why they say that. Um, yeah, if you're not born again, you're going to die twice. Well, people say, I was, I was born right the first time. Um, excuse me, what verse are you looking at? Because I don't know that verse. I've only been studying, and maybe I missed it. I've only been studying the Bible 40 years. I, I might have missed it. I mean, but show it to me that you were born right the first time. Well, I, I just was. What are you basing that? You were born once, and it didn't work out so good. You were born into a sinful race under a sinful progenitor, Adam, and you inherited the curse. You know, I, I hear all the time, like, people say, oh, if there's a God, how come there's war? And how come there's, you know, people dying in the streets and homeless people? And how come there's drugs? And how come there's hatred? And how come there's racism? And how come there's... God didn't do any of that stuff. God, God didn't do any of that stuff. Can you show me the verse, I want you to be a racist? I, I, you know, uh, I want you to go out and I want you to kill each other. No, we have commandments to the contrary. Don't do that. I, you know, well, you know, I, uh, the other day I was at church and somebody broke into my house. They stole all my stuff, even when I was worshiping God. And how come God let that happen? God didn't say, God brought a commandment. Don't steal. It, we do that and then we blame God. What kind of, God doesn't have a press agent, man. He needs somebody to like, we, we do bad stuff and we blame God. You, you don't, you don't want there to be murder. Don't kill anybody. Don't don't steal. Don't don't hate. Don't be ra- not that any anyone here would be a racist. That's ridiculous. But it's it's wrong, and we know it's wrong. Long before they started accusing of us, we used to talk about that all the time. We'd always come to the conclusion that's wrong. That's immoral. We know that. <coughs> Excuse me. He that overcometh shall not be heard of the second death. So you're born once. You die twice. What's the second death? Well, there's two resurrections, okay? And they're not events, they're categories. Let me tell you how it works. Um, if you're part of the first resurrection, and that happens in different times, okay? Jesus is the first fruits of them that slept. And then there's another event called the resurrection where the uh, voice of the archangel, trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. When you get dead people rising, I call that a resurrection. I don't know what you call it. And then off we go into heaven to be with Jesus Christ forever. Amen. And then there's a resurrection of the damned. That's the second category. Okay? And that results in the second death, where everybody who doesn't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior is thrown into the lake of fire. You don't really believe that. Oh, I really, really do. And... You should believe it as well. And that's the second death. But if you're an overcomer, you can't, you're not hurt by the second death. Our resurrection is the first one, not the second one that ends up in the second death. And that's the promise. Um, now he talks to the church of the, the, church of the angle of uh, 
angel, the angel of Pergamos. And he says in um, verse 17, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saving he that receiveth it. Now I've alluded to this in the past, but I want to develop this. When you get hidden manna, I think that's cool in and of itself. And I don't even know, when the children of Israel were going through the wilderness, they were sustained by manna. So manna has sustaining properties, okay? It tastes like coriander and, and honey, and there was some other, uh, I can't remember at all. But I think it was one good and two good for you, and it was what sustained you. So God's saying, I'm giving you sustenance. I'm going to take care of you. I'm gonna, and I like all that, Whatever, however you want to develop that. Then it goes on to say, and I will give him a white stone. A white rock? Thanks. Some say it's a diamond. And I'm still saying, mm, a diamond? I don't wear any. I'm not a diamond guy. Doesn't, doesn't do anything for me. Thanks, Lord, I, I guess. That white stone, is it like acceptance rather than like being blackballed? Is it like white? Like the, you know, is it is it that? I, I think that's alluding to that. But that's not even the thing that excites me the most. And, and in the stone, a new name written. He's going to rename us? I like Adam. What if he names me like Hubert? That's a nice name. I don't want it. Wilbur. I don't want to be Wilbur. Come on. I like my name. What's that all about? Now you get me all stressed out. You're gonna call so somebody's gonna call me Wilbur eternally. Oh No, he's gonna gonna give us a new name and let me tell you what let me develop. Let me tell you what it's all about. In Bible times, names are not just a collection of syllables. They're all saying something. I named my son Daniel because it means God is my judge and my son will always remember that God's judging the hearts and, and the ways of men. And, and the name means something. I named my son Micah. It means who is like the Lord. I'm trying to... And So you named your children... Oh, uh, you know, someone who had passed away, a, a, a beloved grandfather, a grandmother, or something like that. And that's fine. There's no, there's no right and wrong to this. It's not like you're immoral because you named your daughter Sunflower or something like that. That's fine. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have any problem with that. God's new name is like he's going to give us something that it, it, it's about us. It's, it's, I think it tells you who you are. Are and what you're all about. You know, kids are, like they graduate high school now. I could take off like three or four or five years and find myself. And five years, you ought to find yourself and three or four other people to, for that long. But we, we, but I understand what they're saying. I mean, I really, really do. They're saying, "Who am I and what am I all about?" I, 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 I mean, I actually get that. Outside of Christ, you'll never find that out. Because cause if, you, if you're all about, like, you know, navel-gazing and looking inward and trying to discover who you are, you, you, that's not the way to do it. Now, I understand the heart of man who says, I, I want to know why. What, what you're asking is, God, why would you make me like this? Why would you give me these parents, this upbringing, this, 
this birth order, born at this time in history, in this place. And there's a reason. He's not uninvolved with any of that. Your new name has to do with, okay, this is what I made you for. This is what I designed you to be. This is who you are as far as I'm concerned. You know when you name somebody, that shows ownership. Nobody has ever come to me and said, you know, uh, yeah, we're pregnant. We're all excited. What do you think is a, uh, what should I name the, uh, if we have a boy, what should I name? Nobody's ever asked me that because, by the way, the name will be Adam. Okay, I just, I'll save you trouble. Um, Nobody's ever asked me that. Why? Because I don't own the child. They don't want it. They don't care what I would call the child. They don't. They don't even ask. And I get it. Your child, your name. Are they really your children? Yeah, it's a good. I was going to leave it rhetorical, but yeah, answer. But I'm good. That's good. That's good. No, they're not our children. They're on loan from God. What does He call them? Because I wonder if any of us like. Because I didn't. And what Sue's did. And the Lord, you know, we're having a child. What should we name him? I had my own ideas of what we should name him. God had his. Who's right, by the way? Oh, God. And maybe God agrees. Maybe, maybe we got it right. I don't know. God's going to give us a new name. What's mine going to be? I don't know. I haven't got the rock yet. I, I have an idea. It'll be something like, I, I like Rabbi saying, oh, that's pretty self-exalting of you. I think he made me to be a teacher. I really do. I really think I hit my stride. I really think I found what God's called me to do. I really, really think so. Am I wrong? Uh, have I missed by my I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I'll find out. Well, we'll find out together. Absent that, if we don't go in his presence, if we're not saved, if we're not born again, we don't get the rock, we don't get the name, and we never find out what God invented us to be. And I think that is untenable. I can't imagine eternally wondering, what was I all about? What was that whole thing about? What was life all about? What was I supposed to be doing? Did I ever do it? Did I ever? You'll never know. Why would he tell you? He doesn't owe us that. He's saying to you, the overcomer, oh yeah, I'm going to, here's, here's, here's how I see you. Here's what I created you to be. Here's, here's what I think about. And all those questions will be answered in a simple giving of a this uh, i'm really excited about this one as you can see but let's keep moving because i'm not getting very far oh my goodness angel of the church of thyatira (coughs) excuse me excuse me excuse me um verse 26 and he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end to him i will give power over the nations we're going to rule and reign with him he's going to rule and reign with a rod of iron we're going to be ruling or ruled in the kingdom, and we're 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 going to rule and reign with him is what he's promised to the apostles, what he's promised to his disciples throughout all the ages. And there's a lot of t- places in scripture I can show you that. Chapter three, under the angel of the church of Sardis, in verse five, he says, "Him that overcometh." There's a promise to the overcomer in all these letters. Remember that he that overcometh. And you think, I don't know, I'm not very much overcoming, and I gotta, and and you think it's like a striving to win, and I'm gonna, and no matter how much is against me, I'm gonna rise above, and I'm gonna. Yeah, I understand that, but that's not exactly, as we'll see when we play this all out, that's not exactly what's going on here. Verse 5, He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment. I will not blot his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my fathers and before his angels in heaven. And before his angels, I mean. Look, two things. White raiment, he's promised all the righteous, right? 
going to clothe us in robes of righteousness and cover our nakedness with his grace, as the song says. I love that. I never sing that, but I cry every time. And I will not blot his name out of the book of life. And people come to me, oh, would God blot my name out of the book of life? I don't. Look, he's saying here I wouldn't do that. And then people, give, it gives rise to people all getting all nerved up about the thing. He said, I wouldn't do that. And now, I don't know how else. Um, well, yeah, but Adam, if he wouldn't blot his name out of the book of life, doesn't that mean that he blots something? Yeah, I think he does. I think everyone who's ever born is written, and not even born, I mean conceived in my thinking, and your name's written. That's my thinking. This is the book of life. Everyone, have at it. Oh, you die, and you've gone crossed over, and you never accepted Jesus? Here, hand me that magic marker there, Gabriel. To you, I don't think so. And I think this is the promise. I, I don't know. Does it work that way? Well, we'll find out together. But I think what he's promising me, and I take that at face value, hey, Adam, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't blot your name on the book of life. You've trusted in me for your salvation. I'm going to turn around and, eh, psych. Who do you believe in? I, no, I, I wouldn't do that, Adam. I wouldn't do that. Put your own name there. Um, okay, Church 6, uh, this is um, Philadelphia. To him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God. He shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. What's his new name? I don't know, he hasn't written it yet. He's like a tattoo or something. He can. I don't stamp, rubber stamp like you get at the uh, when you go into the fair or something. Like, I don't. I don't know. He's gonna write his name on me. I love that. His new name. What is that? I, I don't know. I haven't got it yet. The angel of church of Laodiceans in verse twenty-one. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my Father in His throne. And that's just kind of. So, so what do I get? What do I get? I get one or two of these or three if I overcome. What I, you know, how, what? Okay, let's go back to First John. This is really important, guys. You got to see this because if you don't see this, there was no sense of you even coming here this morning. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. It's not a struggle. We're going to write mind calm, my struggle. Oh, I had this much, and it was this, uh, me against the world, and I struggled, and I overcame, and I... No, 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 no. Don't let us define what overcoming is. Let the Word of God define it. This is the victory that overcometh the world. Our faith. That's right, and by faith we have to endure, and we have to persevere, and we have to... That's not what it's saying. Who is he that overcometh the world? but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. He's saying, wait again, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and I get all that stuff, I get the, the new name, and he's going to write on me, he's the new name, I'm going to be a pillar in the temple of God, and he's going to give me manna, and eat of the tree of life, and, and he's going to give me that, uh, uh, that and all, all that. He's going to solve things pertaining to life and God, godliness. You haven't earned any of them. You think you're going to earn any of the stuff we just talked about? It, it's, a, it's, a, it's the whole package. Accept my son and get the whole thing. 
what am what am I cheap? What am I holding back? God would say. I got I got oh I got so many things here. I couldn't even there's, there's more. What more, Adam? Uh, lots more. I have not seen nor have e'er heard, nor have entered into the hearts of men the things that God has provided to them that love him. You think I can if I haven't thought of him and I haven't seen him, what am I going to do? Tell you about him now? I mean, a lot of it is you're just going to have to get there. And we'll figure it all out when we get there. Uh, and it's going to be grand and glorious. We're going to sit on a cloud. We're going to have like this halo thing. And we're going to play a harp. Oh, it's going to be wonderful. I don't see that, Adam. I don't see it either. I'm just, I'm just laughing at what some people's concept of heaven is. Anyway, let's keep moving. Who is he that overcometh world, who, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? Let's talk about a little bit about overcoming in the five minutes we have left, and let's go to Romans chapter 8. <coughs> kind of a lengthy section. I'm going to read it, comment briefly. We know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord, verse 28, who are the call according to his purpose. Adam, I had stuff happen to me, and it was not working out for good. You just didn't perceive it as such. Now, I, I'm just going to be honest with you. You didn't perceive it as such. People mean, oh, my husband left me, and this isn't good. I understand that. Does it have a, 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 a godly outcome? All things work together for good to them that love the Lord, to them who are called according to his purpose, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinated to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren, that he, Jesus, might be the firstborn among many brethren. Where's the good, and how can we measure the good? My spouse left me. How good is that? That, in some way, in a way that I can't perceive, a way I understand, is making you become more like Jesus Christ. And this, that's, that's the whole, I want to be more like Jesus Christ, and things that God brings into my life, conform me more and more to his image, even the hard things. As a matter of fact, especially the hard things. If if he just showers me with blessing and everything happens, uh, my life is root beer and Skittles every day, no matter, I, I, everywhere I go. Listen, I fell in the gutter the other day, I came up with a fish. Uh, it just I, Everything I touch turns to gold, my relationships are golden, everything is wonderful, and I never have any storms in my life, and I never have any battles, and I never have any temptation I have to overcome, and I would get fat, dumb, and lazy, and I would just, it, it's not the way we're meant to live life. I know bad things happen, I'm not, I'm not unconcerned about that, and in that, God's building us into the image of his son. Moreover, whom he did uh, predestinate, them he also called, whom he called, them he also justified, whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, and he is, who can be against us? Successfully. Many are against us. The hordes of hell are against us, but not successfully. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us, for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? This is what I was trying to develop earlier. I gave you Jesus. Think I'm going to cheap out when it comes to a job or a spouse or a fill in the blank. He gives us all things pertaining to life and godliness. What has he not done? What has he left undone? What can we criticize him? You know, it would really have been nice, God, if you... Oh, never mind. I get it all. And I do. And we do. 
Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. No, 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 no. Listen, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Absolutely. Let's go back to verse 37. And all these things we are more than conquerors. Little Greek lesson. Hooper Nike. Hooper means super. We are super Nike, the goddess of conquest. You know Nike sneakers? Conquest. Or, as 1 John puts it, same exact word, overcomers. Super conquerors, overcomers. Well, Satan's against us. So? Well, you don't understand, Adam. You know, this bad thing and this bad thing and this bad thing happened. I understand. I'm not unsympathetic. I, I really, really, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not. And we're super overcomers. Was it one of these things that I didn't mention? Persecution or famine or nakedness or pestilence or mayhem or demons or what hasn't he given us and one of the one of these things I'm, I'm trying to tell us is, is this so you know I, I talk to Chris all the time and they come with me and I'm glad they do well under the circumstances now we think what are you doing under the circumstances brother sister what are you doing under the circumstances what he's given us everything and this isn't just pep talk. I want, I, you know, people come and they argue with me. 30-year-old men. <coughs> and of course, 20-year-old te- teens, I love this. Because you're never smarter than when you're a teen. And I don't know anything. I'm just 60 and I just... And they're telling me I, all my views are wrong about everything. They've they never been married, and they're telling me, that, no, they're going to live together, and this will work better, and you don't understand. No, i just been married 41 years. Yeah, I'm pro- you're probably right, and I probably don't know what I'm talking about. You're, this is probably correct, right? And, and when I put it that way, it's almost laughable, right? What, what do you know about marriage, ignorant slob? What have you only been 25, 30, 40 years? It's not a question just the fact that I'm older. If you've been married five years and you've done it well, my hat's off to you. I understand what a hard thing it is to be married and to be married successfully. I get it. My, so you're not 60, but, I, but, I, but you're married and, and you're doing good. And I, I get it. And they tell me, I'll talk to somebody about giving. And they'll say, oh, you all know what you're talking about. If I give, I'm going to be poor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People have given to God right into poverty. It happens every day of the week. And I'm thinking like, yeah, you're right. I don't know anything about I don't have, do we have any bills that we haven't paid? None? House paid for? Is God, are we starving? Has God done something that I don't know about behind the back? Or and, and they are, oh, you don't know this. And you don't know this. I'm thinking like, uh, I kind of, there's nothing. There's no situation. There's no, there's not, there's all the, 
the demons in hell who are trying to ruin your life. They, you're above all that. In Christ. Not in summon up some, well, I won't have it, and I'll just... Yeah, I understand that. I mean, I get hostile with Satan trying to... And I, I, I do the same thing. Like, hey, we ain't having that around here. No how, no way. I'm trusting God. I believe what God says. And I don't believe what you say. Because I get this all the time. You know, people stab you in the back. What do you do? You're gonna, I'm going to get even. And I'll, I'll show you how to... Uh, God, forgive them. Because now I'm... I, I know how to take the word of God in my life, and I don't. You don't live under the circumstances. You don't. You just. There's nothing else you need other than. And what? How do? How come so few Christians are actually living there? We're not. We're, we're biblically illiterate. We're not taking the word of God into our souls, and we're not doing what it says. It's not. It's not that you have to be brilliant. I'm not. I just, I, I, I believe what you say, Lord. I don't believe what everyone's telling me. They're all wrong. And we'll see that in a couple of weeks. The whole world lieth in wickedness. And I'll explain why the things work the way they work. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to promise you something. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what terrifies me. Say, Adam, you don't talk about being terrified very often. I will in a couple of weeks. We'll get there, okay? And I will, at that time, Tell you what, I that something that really makes me nervous all the time. Okay, we're we're done, and uh, let's stand, let's pray, and uh, go out of here and worship. <coughs> I'm sorry about the cough; it's just a little bit of a nagging kind of. May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. May the Lord make His face shine upon thee, and be gracious unto thee. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Lord, I promise this. Your word here is a game changer. We're not under the circumstances. You've given us everything. And we thank you and praise you that there's nothing. There's, there's no, all the demons in hell that come against us. All the situations You've given us victory in Christ. We thank you. We praise you. Help us to live above the fray. In Jesus' name, amen.